Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by AsweatLife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life. And you're not going to be hearing from me a lot this week. I'm going to be passing the mic to Sarah Piggott on this week's episode. She was our guest last week, and she's the host this week. She's a body positivity blogger who goes by the name Officially Curvy on Instagram and on her blog. And we're lucky enough to have her as an A Sweat Life ambassador. On today's episode, she's talking to Coach Kanoa Green. Coach Kanoa Green is a fitness professional who stands for the belief that plus-size bodies can do all of the things. She's been featured in Self, Glamour, and Essence magazine, and she also created a series of plus-size retreats. You can find her workouts on the Join app, a body-inclusive fitness app. Today, Kanoa and Sarah are going to talk about what led Kanoa to pursuing a career in fitness, what she's given to the industry, and what she's gotten out of it. And here's Sarah with Kanoa Green. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not Welcome around. to We Got Goals, a podcast by A Sweat Life. It's our fifth season of the podcast and a time we're dedicating to body positivity and size equity. This is Sarah Piggott, a.k.a. Officially Curvy, a plus-size blogger on the gram. You heard from me last week, and you'll be hearing from me some more. On today's podcast, we are talking to Coach Kanoa Green. She's a fitness professional who stands for the belief that plus-size bodies can do all things. She's been featured in Self, Glamour, and Essence magazine. She created a series of plus-size retreats, and her workouts can be found on the Join app, a body-inclusive fitness app. Today, Kanoa and I are going to talk about what led her to pursue a career in fitness and what she's given to the industry and what she's gotten out of it. Okay, so I'm pumped that you're here. I'm pumped that you decided to do this podcast. I have been following you for a few years on Instagram. And what led me to follow you is that you were doing plus size surfing and you were teaching it. And I, as a Midwesterner surrounded by land, you know, surfing has never been top of the mind, but I thought it was so cool that you were doing it. So before we jump in, tell us what the last year has been like for you. Obviously not surfing. Um, so just correction, I don't teach surfing. Oh. <laughs> I would, oh my goodness, that would be scary. Um, <laughs> uh, but absolutely encouraging people to get out there because we can surf at all shapes and sizes. The past year, you know, unfortunately it hasn't included any surfing, not as much um, outdoor activity as I would have hoped probably that I could have needed <laughs> in the last year. Um, but it's been a whirlwind. I think it's been such a it's a combination of challenge. Obviously a lot of, um, I mean, I'm an introvert. So like not being around no a ton of people all the time, I know I am, is not a hard thing for me. <laughs> it was actually a little bit like, oh, like I don't have to make an excuse to not go to that party. Um, but obviously doing it for such a long time and then completely being isolated from like my family, uh, just because we wanted to be extremely safe, like that was challenging. Um, but then if we're looking in the movement space, there's been so much happening there. And so that on the flip side has been extremely active um, and hopping. <laughs> It has. So how have you seen the size inclusive movement change? 
Uh, I mean, I've been in fitness for the past six years. And so I had the part of the catalyst of me wanting to be in fitness is to be a part of a change agent within that, because I wasn't seeing instructors that looked like me, um, or at least spaces where it was welcoming for people of all sizes to be in fitness levels. I think that's another big part because I think it doesn't necessarily have to deal with size, uh, but just making it accessible and welcoming to all bodies. And um, there wasn't as much representation in this space, still obviously not where we need to be, but there has been, I feel, change. I think the last year helped uh, because people were at home and trying to find there and coming across fitness professionals that did look like them maybe for the first time because they weren't seeing them in their local gym or their local studio. And so I feel like we've seen a little bit of change happening consistently over the past six years, but definitely in the last year, there's been, I think, a really big push that hopefully will help us propel even more forward moving ahead. Yes. I do also like that you provide modifications. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I was injured from swimming. I don't know how that happened, but my shoulder hurt and I just wasn't moving as much. And so I was really able to um, see your modifications that not a lot of people do, not a lot of instructors also help provide. So I really enjoyed that as well. And then what do you want to see from fitness or from like from the apparel industry for fitness? Apparel is always, you know, that's always the tricky thing because I remember when like I would go to work out and I was where I, I don't think they have a lot of pictures of that you know, like 10 years ago, but I'm pretty sure I was wearing like men's t-shirts or mm -hmm. things that weren't necessarily made for me, but it was like the only thing that was available. It was black. It was probably so boring. Um, <laughs> and even though I'm wearing black today, but that was a choice. <laughs> right. Exactly. The only thing I had. <laughs> um, and we've seen again, some push in that area. Like you're seeing, Brands that are doing extended sizes, bringing in colors and prints, um, different styles, right? Not just long leggings, but you're seeing biker shorts, you're seeing skirts, you're seeing um, a variety of sizes, like and... unitards. Hello, like who yeah. would have thought that would have existed for plus size bodies? And we're starting to see brands that are thinking of plus sizes, not just up to a size 3X or 24, because the reality is that people larger than that are moving their bodies and being active. Uh, so I hope to see more of that because I feel that piece of the puzzle is still missing um, where brands are like, yay, we're size inclusive. And I was like, oh no, but you only go up to a size US 20. Like that's, we, that, that was size inclusive. And like, 1997. <laughs> like, it's a different era. And so seeing brands going up to five, six, seven X, like that's really important. I can't, I can't agree more. Um, okay. Let's jump into the first big question as if the other few weren't big questions. <laughs> um, what's a big goal you set and accomplished? Why did it matter to you? And how did you get there? Um, I've set a few. <laughs> I would say, you know, surfing was one of those, um, in my mind, because it was a goal that I really, it was clear cut and set. And I made sure that the steps forward to getting there happened. Um, 
Because that was extremely important for me to share that journey of, okay, I'm a plus size, you know, fat bodied woman, and I haven't seen surfers out there that look like me. Um, I really want to do it, (laughs) but uh, I didn't see apparel out there. So there was just a lot of questions and doubt of, can I do this? But I felt like if I can do this, it will not only prove to myself that really, because I had already had a sense of, I can do anything in the body that I'm in. It's just, it may be a matter of gaining strength or agility or mobility, um, but I didn't think it was out of the realm of impossible. And I felt if I could do this, it would prove to myself and other people that we really are capable of doing anything. So I literally was like announcing like, I'm going to be a surfer this year. (laughs) Actually, I don't even think I said it was going to be that year because I didn't know it was going to actually happen, but it was, I'm going to show you that I can do the things that are not surrounded around weight loss or the manipulation of my body. Um, and do this thing and have fun, do it, do it, having fun in the process and, embracing my body through every part of the journey. And actually in the course of that time, I I did encounter an injury. So it's like, how do you still celebrate the wins? How do you still be proud of yourself and go through that journey and do modification? I mean, I was doing a ton of modifications, even in the process of getting to that point. And then by October um, of that year, you know, that was being out there, my first surf lessons, um, really just discovering I can do it. Like we can do, we can do it. So how did you prepare for surfing as a plus size person? Like, like if you were to tell me these are your next steps in surfing, what, how, how would you teach me? Even though you don't teach. <laughs> Even though I don't teach surfing. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was uh, definitely physical because it is, uh, you know, I owe it, like I say, we can do anything <laughs> and the bodies were in. We just may need some to gain some strength, some stuff. Um, and the idea of paddling out, doing a pop-up, right? I mean, you're writing <laughs> literally <laughs> the fiberglass um, on moving water. Like <laughs> uh, it takes balance, um, stamina, endurance to go through that. So for me, it was like tapping into workouts that I love. Um, for me, it's, you know, I started my fitness journey in spaces that were a little bit more welcoming, like Zumba and dance cardio, or, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you see those old Richardson yeah. dancing to the oldies. Like, you're like, okay, like big bodies like mine do that. <laughs> and then right. once I tapped into the strength training and hit, and I was like, oh, but this is like my, like, this is my speed. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I love being challenged. I love this idea of maybe I can't do it, but then I can't do it. So utilizing a lot of that yoga, um, to help with the mobility and flexibility, uh, just tapping into a lot of different types of movement and conditioning movement to thus help my body. Cause then once you're out there with, um, a surf instructor, a coach, like they're going to help you through the pieces of surfing itself. But I, and in that it was, okay, teach me these things, but I know that my body is ready. Like I've conditioned my body to go through these hours of lessons to do this day after day. Um, like I, I know that I've equipped myself as best as possible physically then to get out there. And I think 
the mental is, <laughs> it's like a process of, you know, if I fall off a thousand times, what happens if, you know, we do this and I can't stand up or if I, you know, I fail. Um, it's just the same process of going through the physical conditioning of celebrating my body. It has to carry into that process as well, which I had been doing. So then I strengthened that muscle of, you know, I'm going to have fun. I mean, I had to be reminded of that. <laughs> but it was Have fun. <laughs> That's, that's a great tip that it's, it's more of a mind game than anything else. Absolutely. Like you just have to believe in yourself, but then also remember, like, hopefully you're doing it as, as to be fun, right? The goal of surfing was also because it's something that I, I knew I would enjoy. It looks really cool. And so, you know, if I'm not having fun in the process of doing it or learning to do it or doing it, like, what's the point? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, what's a big goal you're setting for the future and how do you plan to get there? Uh, that's a great one. I'm trying not to get so ambitious coming out of a year of isolation and just, you know, my body changing and being really mindful of that. Right. It's, I can go, I can go so crazy where it's like, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Uh, But really the first big goal for me is just to be the best physically, mentally um, for leading my first ever retreat. You know, it's a plus size yoga and adventure retreat. Um, It'll be my first experience leading a retreat, leading a yoga retreat. And so for me, it's just really to be my physical and mental best self to pour into a group of 2025 amazing women who have traveled all over the world to spend a week with me in movement and having a good time. So about this plus size retreats, where can people find the information and tell us more? Yes. So you can always Fun info on the gram. That's kind of where I live. And it's either at my handle, Kanoa Green, or even plus size retreats. Um, you can go directly there. It has its own page with all the info. And I'm really excited about it. You know, the first retreat I was supposed to launch was a plus size surf retreat. Um, but due to COVID, it got canceled twice. So we're waiting for uh, things to get better around that so we can bring that back up. And that's going to be in Hawaii. But in the interim, it was this opportunity of leading a yoga retreat, which I think is really great because, you know, having it centered around yoga, I think helps um, a number of things. I think coming out of the past year, you know, people might want more of that mindfulness and uh, kind of tap into that as opposed to let's go out and surf and get thrown around in the ocean. And Um, to a unique destination as well. Exactly. It's Greece. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, we're going to be on Crete, which is an island. It's, I think, just surrounded by water. We have you know, a private beach. And so the idea if you can go there and not only refresh and restore, but hopefully just tap a little bit more into empowerment. I love to empower women through movement. So yoga being one of the vehicles, but there's opportunities for, we're going to be doing hiking. If you want to go sailing, um, and just with incredible other plus size women, you know, uh, we don't often have a space that is catered to us and know that 
everything that's presented, like we have your back. You don't have to worry, you know, about things. I've, I, I've firsthand experienced all of it. And so I think that was incredibly important for people to know that I've taken care of all the roadblocks. You just have to come and have fun. And it's for people of all levels of yoga. You could have never done a day of yoga in your life. You don't even have to know what yoga is <laughs> and then show up and, you know, it'll be an opportunity for us to just again, pour into ourselves after what has been for many of us, such a exhausting <laughs> year and then some. <laughs> yes. So this is kind of going into the exhaustion. What was it like to delay the plus size retreat, having it yeah. canceled and delayed? And I mean, totally like the first one, the first time it wasn't so terrible because it was in response to people wanting a surf retreat and there not being anything. And so it was such a rush, like, okay, people want this. There's not anything. I would feel like a jerk if I didn't do something. <laughs> like It's like, I know enough about this journey to at least help. And so it, we put it together so fast that I didn't have time to really think of what would be the dream scenario. It was like, what will work and what can we do as quickly as possible? And so when that got canceled, I wasn't completely bumped because I'm like, okay, well, it gives me time to, to do it better. What exactly, what do these women yeah. truly deserve? Mm -hmm. And my, the, my experience was incredible. It was phenomenal. And so I was like, how do I replicate that for these women? So then that's when it moved from being in Cocoa Beach, Florida, which I mean, it's, it's obviously a surf destination, but it's not Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> so getting a chance to move into my home island um, on Oahu and just making it this experience, mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, this is like what it was supposed to be. Canceling that sucked. <laughs> we had sold out in 48 hours. Oh, no um, way. Exactly. Yes. I was not anticipating that. I was like, oh, I think some people might be interested. Apparently, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, that's that's a compliment. Wow. That I mean, it was it just shows that there were women that wanted mm -hmm. a safe space to do this. Uh, but then going through the whole process of having cancel it and then not knowing when it's going to be rescheduled because we didn't know how long all of this would take, especially in Hawaii. It's just they have higher restrictions. Um mm -hmm. And so it's still currently canceled, but it's, you roll with it and you know that everything is supposed to happen when it happens. I love the idea that I get to lead this yoga retreat in Greece as somewhat of my first run at a retreat before hopping into, I think what will be the epic surf retreat <laughs> that happens. It so, sounds sweet. Yeah. I, it, it's going to be a great time. Awesome. Okay. Um, before we go, we received a couple questions from the listeners and we have rapid fire questions from our own audience. Um, what are your favorite activewear brands right now? Uh, uh, funny enough, I had, I just put like an active wear guide on my Instagram. I saw that. I, yeah. I was like, people always ask me, um, day one is fantastic. I love that it was created by a fellow plus size woman who really mm -hmm. had to overcome obstacles in the fashion space. So it's just talk about someone who yep. knows about advocating for this community. Um, I love Lola Getz. Uh, Stacy, who is the founder is just so this is, and this is something you don't get to find in some of these larger brands is 
someone who listens and will make a change on the spot. Like the first time I met her, I had a critique about a tank top, just the armholes being cut a little bit too small, where it's like cutting under my armpit. And literally in the middle of the, my sentence, she like stops me, calls the designer and has them like make the adjustment for the next production. I mean, it's really, like, yes, that much mindfulness. I was like, oh, Stacey does not play at all. <laughs> like, I have never tried Lola Getz. She's fantastic. And I love that it just, it has a little bit of fun and a wink mm-hmm. to it. Like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of sparkle. She's not afraid to put us curvy women in just what we want to feel good in. And she started the brand purely as plus size. Um, and they've only just extended into straight sizes this year. So, you know, it's founded on catering to plus size athletes. Um, I also am a fan of super fit hero. That is a brand that is probably the most popular among fat body plus size trainers. Um, a lot of us go to, cause it's just technically great to move in, um, girlfriend, fabletics. I'm a Nike fan. <laughs> Brand yes, I'm wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. I'm wearing, this is fabletics. Um, this is so funny. I was like, Oh, I don't re- what was like this fabletics. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite plus size trainers? There's not a lot. (laughs) I mean, there's probably more than I know. I think it's one of those things where when I talk about change in fitness and how there's some areas of movement that you feel are more welcoming, right? Like society is a little bit more open to. I know when I started at the YMCA as a trainer, uh, really you saw group fitness instructors doing Zumba. And I actually here that's probably all you saw so for me to come on and teach boot camp classes and spin was like unheard of Mm -hmm. so that is something that's still new is establishments being comfortable of elevating these bodies in more intense types of movement so you don't necessarily see you know go to your local ymca or maybe your local 24-hour fitness you're or not any of your gym gym, any gym even like some none of the instructors are plus exactly like you're not yeah. necessarily going to see them so that's it's there's fewer out there um but i love mort summer she has a gym in uh new york i think in brooklyn um, does she have a handle? We'll share it. And <laughs> I think okay. it's just her name. I think it is just more. It's M O R I T S summer. Okay. Um, I'm so bad about handles. You guys, That's fine. uh, we'll, we'll definitely put in the show notes. Hopefully. And, um, there's a f- actually join. So that's probably where I've ended up finding some incredible trainers, Tashian, um, Chillis. She is phenomenal. Um, I learn a lot of things from her, uh, Charles, I don't know his last name <laughs> or his handle, but I've, I mean, these are people who are doing things that really intrigue me. Um, he does a lot of kettlebell work, um, some rope work that I'm just like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, can we, do, I love kettlebells. Yeah. Like Wendy, uh, Georgina, all people that I've actually trainers that I have gotten to meet through join and have become, um, just introduced to their work, which is really exciting. 
I, I love finding people on Instagram that look like me, but also work out. It's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing community. I, I know everybody hates social media, but it is, it, if you use it well, it's good. If you use it well and you don't read the comments, <laughs> can be a great place. Right. Um, last question. Um, what's one self-care practice or tip that has kept you healthy, sane, or productive over the past year? It would have to be rest, um, and giving yourself yeah. a lot of that. I think I knew I needed some downtime before this, and now I realize I need exponentially more and it's okay. You know, giving myself time doesn't have to be just an hour or a day. It could be as something as a week. I mean, I actually just had an executive coaching um, this week. because I was just like, I'm so tired. And she's like, give yourself a whole week off and like put your out of office on your email. And I was like, what, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> um, but you don't need an excuse, you know, it doesn't have to be you going on a vacation or, you know, anything spectacular, but give yourself the rest that you really need and the space to pour back into yourself. Um, as we prepare to come back into the world after COVID, whatever that is, how, how are you going to implement that? Um, slowly. <laughs> TBD. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly. I mean, it's things are starting to move forward, but yeah, we have family that are going to be in here, uh, be here from Hawaii in, um, late May. And so for the first time I'm making plans to do something with another human, like that is something that has other than your nieces. Yeah. Yes. Other than exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's, we've, we planned paddle boarding, um, hiking. We're going to do some snow. We have indoor snowboarding, um, places here that we're, so we're definitely going to tackle into adventure things that get us excited, but easing into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds, that sounds like fun. I'm excited. I'm totally pumped. I'm ready. I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown. This was another episode of We Got Goals and a SweatLife.com production, which is another thing that's better with friends. Thanks to Kanoa for being here, to Sarah for leading the way, and thank you to our audio producer, Ryan Deffitt, and to our video producer, Ryan Barayuga. And thanks to you, dear listener, for being a part of our community.